The following audio is from Emmanuel Baptist Church. More information about Emmanuel is available at our website, www.myemmanuel.net. morning. Uh, Pastor Paul told me uh, a year or two ago that he had been a lot nicer to me uh, a long time ago if, I, if, he, if he knew I was going to be here this long. So uh, uh, we've had a great relationship and partnership over the years, and it, and it is my privilege to be a part of the staff here at uh, Emmanuel Baptist Church and, uh, and to be a pastor uh, here at Emmanuel Baptist Church. Uh, as I was preparing uh, this message, uh, that it's a it's a great thing to be able to come to a church and uh, be church planting pastor, be missions pastor, uh, and read on the way out of the church uh, property every day the vision and core values that that have already been set in place for this uh, for this place. The vision and core values, as you see, as you go out, go do make teach and remember. And uh, and those are those are vitally important to my heart, and I'm excited about uh, about being able to walk with you down the road to accomplish those things uh, in the years to come. Uh, again, it's my privilege to be able to be here with you. I'm gonna uh, Darren Greer is here from Michigan with Sharon and Thomas, and uh, he's probably the only friend I've had for a lot of those years. And uh, and they're here. We're going to run to Glacier tomorrow. Uh, 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 my dad had an interesting way of uh, training up ministers. Uh, and uh, Darren came up to be my education man when we were planting the church in northern Michigan. And uh, basically, he lived in a 12 by 12 house and uh, worked all night and, and then helped me uh, <clears throat> and didn't get paid anything. Uh, but dad, uh, and he said, I'm not called to preach. He said, that's the only thing. I'm not called to preach. Well, Dad uh, told him one day, you're going to go down to Skidway Lake Baptist Church and preach. And he says, I'm not called to preach. He says, but you're going to go down there and preach at Skidway Lake. And, uh, and he said, there's only 10 or 15 people there, so don't worry. Dad didn't realize, or maybe he did, it was Easter. There was 200 and some odd people showed up that Sunday. And uh, so, so Dad had a way of getting people's feet wet in a difficult way. But he's one of my great friends over the years. Glad to have them with me. This morning, uh, we're looking at priorities. And as Tyler and Steve have already done a great job <clears throat> uh, looking at the multi-generational uh, focus of a manual uh, and priority of a manual and then the priority of unity. And I could preach on that for a while, but uh, Steve did a great job of that. Mine is why missions and church planting are our priorities. Why missions and church planting are our priorities. And we'll get into that and, and share uh, what I believe God's laid on my heart uh, as, as we move forward. Look, in, and, and I'll go to some familiar scriptures. We'll bounce around here and there. Um, and uh, you have a blank sheet on your, on your, on your bulletin that you can uh, write those down with if you want. Uh, but we'll start off with uh, the one everybody knows, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 uh, through 20. Uh, God's word says, Then Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you, and remember I am with you always to the end of the age. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for the privilege 
of being your children, of being able to be here and, and worship you this morning. I pray that you would uh, just take over my mind and my tongue and you would be glorified by what's said and that we leave here better prepared to serve you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God's done some excited thing, exciting things. I've already said what a privilege it is to, to come to church uh, where the Great Commission is, is in the core, uh, core values and the vision of the church. Um, some of you say, I've never met you, and you've been here a year. Uh, and and there's, there's part of a reason for that is because I'm gallivanting around uh, helping churches getting started in different places. And uh, some of you know I race a race car, so I do chaplain work with them, and we're starting some racers, uh, churches to reach out to them. Uh, one of the exciting things um, is this last week I was in Sturgis, South Dakota. Anybody know where that is? Anybody know anything that was going on there last week? There, it was Bike Week at at Sturgis, South Dakota, and uh, and and there's some crazy things that happened there. Uh, and there's thousands, uh, probably over a hundred thousand people at Bike Week last week. Uh, but you probably don't know. You bought Bibles for us to give out at Bike Week last week. And I don't know, Stan's here somewhere. I don't know how many Bibles we gave out, but we gave out water and Bibles in Jesus' name and prayed with folks at, at Sturgis last week. You say, boy, that's kind of crazy. I, I think it's kind of crazy too. You ought to walk the streets down there. You would know it's kind of crazy down there. Uh, but guess what? A lot of those people need Jesus desperately. And where does the church need to be? We need to be there sharing Jesus with them, don't we? Um, and, uh, and just so you know, the Dakota Baptist Convention, which we're working with some, uh, they had a booth, and they had actually, they gave away a Harley, and they had catchers out on the, out on the, on the sidewalk, and they'd get them in, and all they had to do to put their name in for that Harley was to, uh, to, uh, to listen to a three-minute testimony. And uh, as of the middle of the week last week, they had had 160 people pray to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior on the streets of Sturgis, South Dakota. That's really cool. I don't know how they do all that. I kind of I, I kind of walked around. It, it was amazing. The 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 booth next to them. I'm not going to tell you who owned the booth next to them, but it was uh, one of the most uh, uh, worldly, risque booths. Uh, at, at, at Sturgis I believe God put them there on purpose so that, so that people would be able to see the difference but uh, God's doing some exciting things other exciting things uh, going on we have a group uh, from uh, for, that was up doing a mission trip in Vancouver that's coming back Eddie uh, the leader of our, our worship pastor of worship is coming back uh, from uh, doing mission team in Vancouver this last week. We have uh, Ryan and the group going to Ecuador right now uh, to serve. We've had group, we'll have a group. Steve will be leading to go to Nepal. I'm actually going to China uh, in October. You can pray for me as I go to China that I don't get stuck there. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we've got trips going, uh, teams going to Edmonton. We've had teams and we'll have, actually we have a uh, team going to Wyoming tomorrow night, right? Or tomorrow sometimes uh, to help uh, down with Gillette again. Uh, we've been to Afton. We had a, a medical team go to U Ukraine. Uh, we've, we've helped get the uh, 
uh, paid for the translation of uh, God's word into a, um, a language in Africa that, that wasn't reached. God's doing some awesome stuff through Emmanuel Baptist Church, isn't he? It's really cool to just think about all the things that we've just uh, mentioned that, that God's up to. And you guys even let me on the side. Pastor Paul don't know about, well, maybe he does know about this. Uh, I pastor a church on Tuesday nights downtown on the south side of Billings called Racers Set Free. It's one reason I was in Sturgis. Uh, I, got, I, I race a stock car and I dink around with those guys and, and a witness to them and we have some that we're going to need to baptize here before long um, and then the set free boys of the biker church and, and we're trying to feed and clothe and work in the inner city of uh, South Billings to share Jesus with those folks on Tuesday night you have a part of that because you allow me the freedom to go do that and uh, so I'm, I'm so thankful to be a part of you and to be able to, to, uh, to be a minister with you through Emmanuel Baptist Church why missions and church planting are our priorities. Uh, there, there's four things I'm going to share with you. Uh, one, and, and this is, you know, it's kind of, it should, uh, I guess everybody should know this. I think everybody knows this, but it's biblical. It's biblical. It's biblical to be on mission. It's biblical to plant churches. Uh, uh, of course, it's biblical to be on mission. The Great, the great Commission uh, says that we are to go ye therefore into all the world, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you, right? We're, we're supposed to, we're commanded to go. Uh, and it's kind of as we go, we're supposed to share Jesus with everybody around the world. So it's biblical that we go and be on mission. Uh, Acts 1.8 says that we shall, he'll, he'll empower us and we will be his witnesses uh, in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the other most parts of the world, right? Isn't it cool that we're doing those things right now? We're, we're able to be on mission here uh, in Montana, in our region, Edmonton and Vancouver and those, those places, and then around the world. Uh, I, I'd love to be able to share with you, but I'm going to run out of time. I, uh, I got a picture from Randy um, uh, Morgan uh, with King Lowe, who's planting. Uh, we're, we're helping supplement the planting in Vancouver. Uh, and guess what? They don't say A in Vancouver. I don't think anybody speaks English in Vancouver. I was there. Uh, but King Lowe uh, has planted six Chinese churches in Vancouver. He's pastoring three of them still yet. And he's got pastors for, for three, three more. Uh, there's, we're helping uh, uh, pay for a, a building where they're meeting in, and three churches are meeting in there right now. And they're doing training, and they're starting other churches there. Victor Thomas talked to me. Uh, we, we were able to visit with him, and I know Randy and them visited with him on this. Uh, he's starting a church. He started a church in the most liberal university in Canada, and they're proud of of saying that and as they were planting that church they led a Chinese girl to the Lord the Chinese girl went back home for the holidays and she says I need to share with my friends I don't know how many. she ordered Bibles to come the Bibles didn't show up she wrote down scripture on pieces of paper and she had over 30 people show up and she gave out those pieces of paper to all the all the people that showed up at her house as she was going to share with them uh, and she was hoping the Bibles were there. The Bibles weren't there. Twenty-seven of those accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior in China. 
Isn't that, don't that make, uh, it just tingles up my spine whenever I see that. And, and Victor says, I wish I, I could tell you I told her to do it that way. He said, I didn't. I didn't know what to tell her, but she did it. The Holy Spirit led her, and she shared with her family and friends, and they come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. It's exciting to have a small part of what's going on with that. Um, also, church planting is biblical. If you look at uh, Acts chapter 13, I'm going to look at Acts chapter 13 with you. We see the church at Antioch, and uh, we see that they... They have a couple fellows there that are pretty good uh, people that are ministering in the church. And in, in chapter 13, beginning with verse 2, he says, As they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, for I have called them to, uh, for the work I have called them to. Then after they had fasted, prayed, and laid uh, hands on them, they sent them off. So you see a church in the New Testament at Antioch, uh, where they said they were first called Christians, and Paul and Barnabas was, were two of their pastors, and they, they laid hands on them and sent them away. Do uh, you think that took uh, some faith? They, they sent their best to go be missionaries. Uh, that's, uh, we don't, it, that's hard to do. That's a challenge for any church to do, but they sent their best. Uh, away from Antioch, to be missionaries, uh, to be witnesses, and then churches were started. You notice they just sent them out. They said, go, be missionaries. And they went out and they were witnesses, and churches were started wherever they went. Uh, the rest of the New Testament is what we get basically because of the church planting activity that was, uh, they, that was sent out by Paul uh, out, of, out of Antioch. Um, and, and, a, and, a, and some verbiage you'll hear me and, and by the way TJ's doing a great job uh, uh, making me look good by working very hard uh, as my assistant but, uh, but they started churches from evangelism not necessarily for evangelism they went out and shared Jesus people accepted Christ and they needed a church so they started one they started churches from evangelism uh, so it's biblical uh, it's biblical to be on mission it's biblical to, uh, to, to to be a church planting church aren't you glad somebody planted Emmanuel a long time ago you know it was the first Southern Baptist Church started in Montana now there's 135 churches in Montana and Emmanuel's been a big part of that so thank God for that secondly this morning it's, a, it's effective it's affected Matthew chapter 16, 18, when Peter had finally got it right. And, uh, and he said, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus looked back at Peter and it says, you are Peter and upon this rock you will, I will build my church and the, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Uh, God has chosen to use his church to impact the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Is that true? He, he has empowered us. He has, he, has, he has empowered his church to, to impact the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I can't tell you how excited I am to be a part of, of Emmanuel Baptist Church who says, we want to be a multiplying church that impacts our region and beyond with the gospel. We'll even let you go to China and mess around there and see what we can do to train uh, the Chinese people to be more effective at planting churches. I, I know one Chinese guy that starts 
300 churches a year. I, I could slow him down to two or three. I'm not sure really why I'm going, but I'm going to hope to learn a lot, right? And, and I'm hoping to be an, an encouragement. They, lo- they, they love for people to come and to be encouraged by them. Uh, so he says, I will build my church. God's chosen method to reach to reach the world. And then Acts uh, chapter 17, verses uh, 5 through 7. One of my favorite passages in Scripture uh, uh, is, is Acts chapter 17, verses 5 through 7. I'm going to read that to you. It says, But the Jews came, became jealous. And this is, again, after Paul and Barnabas were sitting there, and they were looking for Paul and Bar- Barnabas. But the Jews became jealous, and they brought together some scoundrels from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in the city, attacking Jason's house. They searched for them to bring them out to the public assembly. When they did not find them, Paul and them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city officials, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here too. And Jason uh, has received them as guests. They are all acting contrary to the de- Caesar's decree, saying that there is another king named Jesus. W- wouldn't you like for Emmanuel to have the reputation? Oh, there comes those people from Emmanuel. They're just turning the world upside down for Jesus' sake. That's what they were saying. These are troublemakers. They're coming here and preaching Jesus, and people are getting saved, and their lives are being transformed. We need to get rid of them because they're causing trouble. I would love to have that reputation. I would love for people to complain that we're turning the world upside down because what we're allowing God to do in our midst. The world was, was turned upside down through the missionaries and the starting of churches. Lives and culture was changed. Do we need that today? We have neighbors, we have friends that their lives are falling apart. Our culture is falling. We're going the wrong direction in many ways. Folks, the only hope is Jesus. The only hope is Jesus, and we have that hope to share to the world. First of all, it's biblical. Second of all, it's effective. Thirdly, it's needed. And let me show, throw some statistics out at you. And, uh, and, and sometimes I look at these statistics, and I think they can't be true because they're so crazy. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's needed. Uh, 3,500, actually, the number is actually 4,000, they say. 4,000 churches die each year. Do you, do you realize that? 4,000 churches die uh, each year. New churches reach the non-Christians uh, best. Uh, and then the last thing I was going to say in this, and I'm going I'm to move it up to here, is uh, church planting and having a mission beyond ourselves helps us to keep a kingdom mindset. And it's not just about me. It's, not, it's about him, right? It's about Jesus. It's about lifting him up. In the U.S., less than 25% attend church three out of eight services a week. Some, some they'll say, you know, 40% of people go to church um, as they dug down in these statistics. Uh, actually, 25% attend church uh, three of eight services, less than half time. Also, uh, only 7% attend evangelical churches. Uh, 80 to 85 percent of churches are on either declining or, or, um, or plateaued. Uh, the reasons we have, the problems we have in our world is that the church is not vibrant. 
and growing. Uh, half the number of the church, we have half the number of the churches than we did 100 years ago with triple the population. We have bigger churches. We have some bigger churches, so that's, you know, maybe distorted a little bit, but we have half the church number of churches than we did 100 years ago with triple the population. So there's a need for church planting, right? We need to plant churches that reach the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it, it's, it's needed. And then finally, I, I want to share with you, it's, it's the heart of God. It's the heart of God. I, I really believe the numbers that we just looked at and the numbers that Tyler shared early, earlier today would break our hearts if we really believed that people without Jesus were going to hell. I, I think somewhere in our mind we, we rationalize and, and we don't really believe that people without Jesus are going to hell. But the Scripture says, what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through Jesus. Folks, it's, we are ambassadors for Christ. It's our responsibility to share Jesus with a, with a lost and, and dying world. And, and I've said two or three times, I'm so excited to be a part of a church that has this heart. Aren't you glad to serve a Savior? Aren't you glad to serve a God that has that same heart? He sent his only son out of heaven, out of a perfect place to, to live a perfect life, to die an atoning to death so that you and I can have eternal life. Aren't you glad that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us? What a blessing we have. And what a problem if we don't share it with others. Our responsibility is to share it with others. It's uh, the heart of God. <coughs> Uh, I spent some time this last week with a guy named Swede. And you'll probably never meet Swede. Uh, all the set-free guys have cool names. Uh, but, but Swede, uh, uh, he had been in trouble a lot. And, uh, and uh, he, somebody took a picture of him one time, and, and he walked into a, into a place where people are working. And when he walked in, the lady says, You're the guy in the paper. And he, and, he, and, and, and he thought she was mad at him. He said, oh, I probably shot her husband or something. Uh, this is the kind of guy Sweet is. But guess what? For the last 15 years, Sweet had been sold out to Jesus. And I saw him pray with people. I saw him share Jesus with people over and over again at Sturgis. Now, he was a little gruff around the edges. I mean, he might throw them into heaven. Uh, but... but, but he was aggressive. Uh, he ain't scared of nothing, you can imagine, from his past. But he loved Jesus, and he loved people. And isn't that what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to love people into the kingdom of God. Let me share with you three other passages, and then I'll, then I'll shut up. 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, 15. God's word says, and this is Paul sharing. He said, this saying is trustworthy and deserving all of all acceptance, Christ came into the world to save sinners, and I'm the worst of them. Isn't it interesting to hear that from Paul, the globetrotter of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the church planter of the New Testament, sharing Jesus with, with everybody. He said, this is a trustworthy saying. Jesus Christ came to save sinners, and I was the worst. 
he had shot some he had killed he didn't shot him shoot anybody that I know of but he he was standing there letting somebody die right Christians he was going after them Jesus sent and came uh, was sent out of heaven and came to save sinners one of the best things I said at my dad's funeral 13 or 14 years ago was my dad loves sinners and people kind of look at me and say really I think that's a compliment, right? Because Jesus loved us when we were sinners. And if we're going to call us ourselves his servants, or if we're going to call ourselves Christians, we should love sinners also and share Jesus with them so that their lives might come new, become new in Christ. Secondly, Luke chapter 15. I'm not going to go there and, and read all those, but you remember the parables about the lost coin, the lost... Um, the lost uh, sheep and the lost son. Uh, and, and my favorite one's the lost sheep. The guy had 100 sheep. I had 99. I had 100 sheep. And, and, and one of them was gone. And I can imagine he had named that sheep, right? Because it probably wasn't the last time. It probably wasn't the first time that sheep was gone. And, 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 and so he, but, but Scripture says that he left the 99. He left the, the ones that were obeying. He left the congregation and went to the, one and and rescued that lost sheep and then at the end of that passage in the end of each one of those parables it said there is more rejoicing in heaven over one lost soul coming to repentance if you want to interrupt heaven share Jesus with somebody and have them accept him right because all of heaven rejoices. Whenever, whenever this one was baptized this morning, whenever he accepted Christ, heaven took a break and rejoiced because a sinner came to salvation. I, I don't know about you. I want to be disrupting heaven all the time. Uh, then the last uh, passage I, wanna look, I want you to look at is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 22. Probably my, kind of my life verse verses uh, Paul saying here although I am free a free man and, and, and not anyone's slave I have made myself a slave to everyone in order to win more people to the Jew I became like a Jew to win the Jews to those under the law like one under the law though I myself am not under the law to win those under the law to those who are without the, that law like one without the law not being without God's law but within Christ's law to those uh, to win those without the law. To the weak I became weak in order to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that I may, may by every possible means save some. It was a priority for Paul. Why was he effective? He had a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ and, and he was led by the Holy Spirit and he shared Jesus with a lost and dying world. He had a passion for people. There's a portion of Scripture that says, I would give my salvation up if I knew it. my people would accept Jesus. That's the kind of heart and passion that I need to have. So I can share Jesus with people who desperately, desperately need him. Our heart, attitudes and heart's desire should be the same. Why do we, why, why is church planting and being on mission a, a priority for Emmanuel Baptist Church? because it fits the heart of God because he came out of heaven to save us and it's our responsibility to go from here to share him with the lost and dying world we need to ask ourselves 
What is God calling us to do to reach our city with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Maybe more importantly, what is God calling me to do to reach the people in Billings with the gospel of Jesus Christ? What is God calling me to do to reach our region with the gospel? What is God calling us to do to do our part in reaching the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ? First step, I believe, is to be a disciple that makes disciples. Be a disciple so in tune with Jesus that we're imparting that love for Christ with somebody else. And God will use that to impact our world. The question today, are you willing to commit to be a disciple maker, not just be a Christ follower? To be a, and if you're going to be a Christ follower, you will be, I believe, a disciple maker. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you for loving us. I thank you for choosing to use a broken vessel like me. I thank you that while I was yet a sinner, you died for me. I thank you that you put me before people that desperately need you all the time. I pray that you would help me to be more effective of sharing your love with a lost and dying world. Thank you for this privilege to work with Emmanuel Baptist Church. And I pray, Lord, you be with each one here. Help them to make a commitment today to be a disciple maker that makes a difference with your gospel. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now you know why Pastor Steve Fowler is the perfect fit for us to lead us in our missions and church planting. I want to follow up. Thank you for listening to audio from Emmanuel Baptist Church, located in Billings, Montana. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. For more information about Emmanuel, please visit us online at www.myemmanuel.net.